change and transformation. Really, you know, what makes it hard for some? Uh, what makes it easy for others? You know, why uh, does it seem like it comes easier to, to certain people and, you know, harder for others? Uh, and what are the tools that we have, you know, in the inevitable use system that uh, make change sustainable for us? make it easy, make it an enjoyable process, uh, and, and make it something that is, you know, always uh, part of this process of becoming the inevitable us, right? The greatest version of ourselves. Uh, and so the very first point that I want to make here, it's a huge point for everything we discuss here, is, you know, the enormous value to language. Anytime we're talking about something, you know, to be really conscious about the words that we're using and, and words have meanings, you know, and, and what that does for us, <clears throat> for our mindset, right? How we approach things like making a change, you know, whether it's your love or your money, you know, your health, whatever the change is that you're considering or maybe going through uh, currently, we, we want to get conscious about the language that we're using. And so I love the the classic question that we've asked here before, you know, is reality happening to us and we're just using language to describe it? You know, hey, the, the economy is, um, you know, uh, the my, my job is, my health is, and man, I'm just telling you like it is. I'm just using language to describe my reality. Or by consciously choosing our language, we in fact and in turn are creating the reality that we're experiencing. So think about that. Is reality happening and we're using language to describe it or does our language choose our reality? Now, because I have mostly OGs here, um, which one is it? Correct. It is both. It's which one do you choose to believe in? And we know that, you know, for 90% of people, they're on this first one, right? The, you know, reality's happening, things are happening to them, data points are happening, and they're, they're using language to describe it. Uh, it's really the 10%. Man, my pen is... Come on. Um, 10% are consciously using their language to design their reality. So right off the bat, when we're talking about change, for anything that you want to change, let's transform how you want to address it. Because that's, you know, there's a huge difference between change and transformation. When you change, you can change right back, right? Uh, it's, you know, like changing your clothes. You know, one day you're wearing one outfit, the, the next day you're wearing another um, you know, put old an old shirt back on, a, a new shirt on. But when you transform, you can't change back. You have completely trans transformed, you know, become something totally different. This great metaphor of the caterpillar transforming into the butterfly. So when you consider the changes that you're pursuing... You know, what are you committed to do in your life? Is it just an incremental change? You know, 
Are you thinking about it as change versus a complete transformation? You know, of, of not just, you know, money in your bank accounts, as we talked so much about money last month, but a transformation of who you are, your being, you know, how you view the world, how you view yourself. Um, yeah, when you transform, you don't change back. Now, um, there is, you know, a, a caveat to this because in the inevitable you system, we allow, uh, and there's a lot of forgiveness, you know, it, it accommodates for the changing back because it's all about a function of mental software. You know, so this old you software, whatever year you were five years old, because that's when it was baked in and then modified by life experiences. We're not in the business of, and we're not trying to de-install or completely delete that operating system because there's things that old you does really well. We want to keep that. We want to enhance that. We want to build on that, right? We're tapping into strengths more than, you know, fixing and focusing on weaknesses. So it's taking old you and making upgrades to that, you know, making a new operating system, taking the best of old and modifying some of the challenges and the limitations. And so we have a great tool for this called our old song on the radio. Literally, a song on the radio can trigger and open up old software. So an old song on the radio being a metaphor for just an old software moment. <clears throat> well, what's the only way to get an old a song out of your head? You got to put a new one. You got to put a different song on. So we have, you know, the new song on the radio. And so it's not a shame on you, stupid you, bad you, if you have an old software on the moment. And it's all about consciousness. It's all about how long do you stay in the old software? How long does the old song play? A minute, a day, a lifetime, a year? You know, how quickly can you turn it around? Turn the bus around, get back to heading in the right direction. So, um... When, again, when we're talking about change, you know, there's this, you hear it, you probably hear it a lot, maybe from your friends and family. Oh, I hate change. It's so hard. It's so difficult. I can't do this. Man, this sucks. And, ah, uh, ah, uh, change. Well, do we really, you know, hate change or you know, love change? Well, no, it's, we love the change that we love, right? You know, when something amazing happens to you and changes your life for the better, maybe something unexpected. We love that, right? And when something we don't like happens to us, we, we don't like the change we don't like. So again, being very conscious about that, catching, you know, maybe these habitual sentences that run around change, you know, these meanings, your language around change, really evaluate that. Be conscious about how you're talking about it. Because this is in you, you know, what four-year-old ever says, eh, hey, you know what, I tried that two-wheeler crap. Have you seen my elbows? They're all scraped up. I, I've had enough of that. I'm sticking to the tricycle. Man, I hate change. Going from this two-wheeler to the tricycle, I hate it. I can't do it. I'm done with it. Sticking with the tricycle. Yeah, virtually no four-year-old on the planet does that. They want what they want. They want to ride the two-wheeler. They want to be like the rest of the kids and ride their two wheelers and have fun with the rest of the kids. 
And so that's going to allude to a big point about how we focus, how you want to focus about change is they want what they want. Now I'm going to set the stage a little bit more for reframing how we're thinking about change and transformation here. Um, a little bit of the re a recap or inevitable U101. And this is the secret to predictions and meanings. <clears throat> Do you believe our, our life's happening to us, right? Things are happening day to day, you know, month to month. We have this history, you know, of our past, these data points in our past, right? Our model of the world is based on our history. We make sense of it. You know, we're creating meanings. We look at a data point and we know, well, this, this is what that means. You know, this thing happened to me when I was five. This thing happened to me when I was 10 or in college. You know, we create meanings about who we are. And by using that meaning, we achieve some form of predictability. We can predict the future, you know, because, well, I know when I did that, you know, a year ago when I did that, you know, when I was younger, it produced this outcome or it didn't produce this outcome, right? So we're, we're constantly making predictions and our actions are driven by these predictions. And because we accept reality today, you know, because it matches this predictive process, you know, see, oh, I knew it. I see. That's why I didn't do that, or what? That's why I did. You know, did it this way, because I, I told you so. You know, um, or we discard and diminish if it doesn't match our predict. You know, even when something happens that we didn't foresee or or didn't match what we thought was going to happen. Oh, that's an anomaly. You know, that that was just pure chance and random. And uh, you know, I, I I I can't explain that, but it's just hey. You know, so even when, even it's when, you know, when it's better than the predictive process, we'll just dismiss it away, you know, because it doesn't match what we've created as our certainty, as our predictions, as our meanings. So reality is a sum of our history, you know, our data, our meanings and our predictions that we're creating. But in our world, we call this software. Reality is the software. It's the operating system for predictions and meanings. So through a number of different tools, the I choose meaning tool, one of the most powerful ones in the system, where we take a data point, you look at the meanings old you created, you look at half full, half empty sides of the glass about this data point, and then you get to choose the meaning you want to create. Um, and a whole host of other tools here begins to change these, you know, equations that run. And for old you, you know, I can or I can't, I will, I won't up to this point, but not past this point, you know, now, not now for me or, or not for me. I get it for other people, but not so much for me. All these things, again, the old psychology, the old software changes when you change these meanings and you enter this world for new you that is very unpredictable so that's clue number one 
as to why this can be very difficult. You know, there's this counterintuitive thing that happens that, you know, when you have a breakthrough or, you, or you're doing these new things or you become new you software, things are going to be great. Things smooth out. Things are, I'm no longer afraid. Failure is gone. No, 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 no. It's the op It's very much the opposite. And you lose that predictive, you know, capability, though that, you know, safety and comfort, hint, hint, that you had in old you psychology. All that goes out the window. It's very unpredictable. So if we load new software and we're changing the predictions and meanings, you know, what happens? Well, for some, they're like, oh my gosh, this is it. <clears throat> I just change my language, change my thoughts, change my meanings and predictions, and that's all. I don't even have to go back and look at, you know, why I was the way I was and rehash my past. I just say new sentences because language creates reality. Yeah. And so they take off like rocket ships. You know, for others, it's little forward, little back, two steps forward, one step back. Right? Yeah, I'll try it. Oh, it didn't work here. Oh, wow, this is awesome. Oh, no, I'm I'm out of my comfort, now, uh, comfort zone now. Adrenaline's flowing. This is uncomfortable. You know, this isn't... So, got to slow down. Foot on the brake. You know, recalibrate. We rethink. And, you know, some... Man, they go screaming the other way. Because... It's violating a lot of what they thought they believed about the world. And it's way too scary. And, you know, old you is well-meaning. It's trying to keep them safe, keep them protected. Hey, to think that new thought, to take that new action, to be this new person, that's way too... No, you have too much to lose. So they run away. Um, or it's maybe because a loved one or a colleague. You sure about this? Hey, what's gotten into you? You're, you're different. Are, are you okay? Drinking the Kool-Aid? Again, well-meaning. People don't want to see you fail. People that care about you don't want to see you fail. That's okay. They just don't understand the technology and the tools like you do. So, you know, which one are you going to choose? Hopefully, you know... You get what I'm putting down here and, you know, take these tools and run with it and you'll see your life, you know, your business, your, your health, whatever, take off like a rocket ship when you really apply these tools. So m more of why people don't change or why it's hard for many people is that as new you, as new software comes online, you know, you, you do start to feel better about a lot of things. You know, maybe you have realization, oh, I finally get it. I know what plagued me for so long. You know, and there's a lot of value to feeling better. And it also means that because we're changing meanings and predictions, we're using new tools, we're, we're using new language, it's new thoughts, it's new emotions. And all of this is leading to new actions. And by law, what happens when you start to take action doesn't even have to be new actions. By law, if you're taking more action, it's going to lead to more failure. That is a law. It's our famous Eleanor Roosevelt quote. 
Failure is not the opposite of success. It's integral to success. The greater success you want, the greater failure is required. And that becomes a very uncomfortable. Now that, again, counterintuitively, you're failing more. Yeah, I don't know. This is scary. You know, the, the darkness and the fear of greatness. You know, the, the, the dangerous, risky places. And it can be very challenging. And very, you know, dark night of the soul-ish, you know, and the, all these potential pains that old you, your comfort software avoids today, all of these things are rising. So, you know, it makes sense. It's easy to hold on to what you got and feel good about that. You know, yeah, you know what? Old software has been working for me. It's got me to where I am. I'm above average. I'm good. You know, isn't that good enough? Should I be happy with what I have? I don't know if I like these new places, you know, and that's when you see these risk management strategies start to kick in and, and asset protection, you know, especially as we get older, we have more things to protect, you know, college tuitions to pay for and car and mortgage payments and all of these things that we have to hold on to make sure that we don't lose because that's a main driver in old use software. So we go back to safety and comfort and it feels better, right? Yeah, maybe for a little bit until it's time to pay the butcher's bill, you know, whether it's at the end of the year, you're doing your Kanai process, constant never-ending improvement, looking at what went well, what what was not so well, or what could be better. And you realize, man, I haven't changed. It, it was a one year has passed and I I'm right where I was a year ago. There's been no growth. And if you're not growing, you know the old saying, you're dying. You know, or whether it's accountability, maybe you've got a, accountability, another hint for you, what might help you sustain change if you don't have any accountability in place, you know, so you meet with your coach or your buddy, or you're doing your own self accountability and you're looking like, man, I have not, I haven't even changed. I've been talking about it. I've been thinking about it. I want it. I think I want it. I haven't done it. Or, you know, designing next to your software. So, yeah, it'll feel good in the moment. But when these things, you know, all kind of come to a head and you're evaluating, that's when you realize, man, old you really kicked in and and put the foot on the brake and, and held me back here. So, you know, more challenges in with embracing change and transformation. When we look at successful people, powerful, successful, great people on this planet, they're not that way. These most are not that way for reasons that most would consider. It's not about talent. It's not about luck. I mean, it's a little bit about, you got to be good at what you do. Um, it's not about any of these resources you know, that it's just God-given and they were just given and they're just handed all these resources. And no, 
they are that way because their software is that way. They think differently. They take control of their lives. They own virtually everything about it. You know, they don't even, they're not even viewing this as, oh, I have to change or change is hard or easy. That's not even a frame of reference for them. Maybe they think, you know, frame is easy, but it's not about the change. It's the four-year-old wanting to ride the two-wheeler. It's, I want what I want. Man, there's there's an outcome I want, there's a there's health that I want, there's love that I want, there's a business, there's a life that I want to create, and that's nothing's going to stop me. I just want, 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 want. You know, so if you're not running this program, this belief, this driver, here's what is running. You know, I'm this way, my business is this way, my health is I, I'm just this way because it's my nature. You know, it goes back to it was both told, taught to you. Some of it you bought, some of it you fought, right? Some of it you were bound and determined to never, never do, never be. You know, in the family of origin, things that your family said to you early on in your life as to who you are. You know, things match your history. Again, it's matching. It's substantiating it's perpetuating the predictive old predictive process of here's what my life is here's who i am see it matches here oh this happened because look i i I was running this i know who i am i know it's supposed to happen this way you know where it doesn't match we either change it or we change the match and we'll we'll say you know well here's why it doesn't match because look it matches over here Right? So again, even things that are challenging our predictive process, challenging our beliefs, we'll discard it, we'll diminish it. We'll find a reason another reason why. You know, and so for most when they think about change and for, you know, embracing change for them, it's change is hard, right? Oh, it's so hard. I can't do this and oh, I'm on the, I know I have to do this diet and I want this help but to get up early and go to the gym and oh, I just want a donut or some cake or uh, broccoli, really? Uh, you know, <laughs> that's our I have a nightmare speech we talk so much about. If anything that's even small knocks you off your plan, your, you know, your diet, your business plan, your whatever, if it knocks you back or you've been three weeks strong on your diet and you go on vacation and didn't have a good few days not following your diet, then, oh, see, I knew it. I couldn't do it. It's too hard. And it's going to be so much harder to get back on track now. Now it's even harder to change, you know? And then massive radical change. Oh, man, to, to cannonball in, to to really leap, quantum leap outside of my comfort zone, be someone completely different. Take a, no, not just tiptoe, not cold, not, uh, you know, um, to do this as cold turkey, you know, approach to change, man, that, that's that's not sustainable, is it? Well, we have tools for that. It's our famous 15 Twinkie tool that says why massive radical change is actually way more effective than the incremental approach to change. So if you want that, it's it's there on the member site. 
waiting for you. I'm not going to cover it today, but we have tools to rewire how you think about change. But as long as you're running these old habitual sentences and beliefs, it's only going to make it harder. So why not think about it differently? Change what you believe. Change the software around change. Not change. Transform the software around change. You know, reality is software. We've talked about that. New software equals new reality. Fear and failure go up. Well, how do we deal with that? You know, we reframe. Yeah, failure is going up. And guess what? That's awesome. I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm accelerating. Failure isn't, doesn't mean I'm a failure. I'm a screw up. I suck. It's all part of the process. I get that. I know that. It's part of the equation because I built it in and I understand it. You know, fear is going up. Fear doesn't mean I've, I'm never closer to death or that something's wrong. I've never been more alive. I love this. This is actually enhancing my ability to perform because it's kicking in the right chemicals in my bloodstream. You know, the adrenaline. It's making me a greater version of myself. You know, remembering again your true power. This is back to that four-year-old. That unlimited, raw version of you that you believed. I'm Superman, Superwoman. I can do anything. Nothing can stop me. You know, we have tools for this. And it's going to buck conventional thinking and old you. It's going to reshape how you once thought about change, how you once thought about yourself. And you're going to talk to professionals and they're going to be like, what? Massive radical change? Cold turkey? No, that's crazy. No, it's, it's all about incremental. You got to take baby steps. Change, yeah, change is hard. And here's how we can manage the hardness of it. And no, it's a change in how you think. You know, rehabs versus limps. One of the main barriers to greatness to sustaining a transformation goes back to the story you tell yourself as to why you don't have the thing that you have well look i broke my leg i was skiing down Vail mountain and the doctor said that 90 percent of his patients limp with this kind of injury and surgery i was told that i believe that i limp and see here's where it matches my history Right? You go back to the story because it's all reinforcing your stuckness. Change is instantaneous versus change is a process. Yeah, how, how many times have you heard this belief? Change, part of the reason change is hard is because it's a process. It takes a long time, right? No. Change is instantaneous. Change, when we look at the brain, when we do brain mapping studies brain imaging change happens in milliseconds it's only the bouncing back you know between old you and new you you know when an old song comes up and you put a new song back on that makes change feel like a process you know and so many other amazing tools that we have which we'll go into more this month but if you have a question about them just know that these are available to you. So when you think about change and transformation for you, which one do you want? And, you know, beware. This is another one of those counterintuitive things.
And you're going to discover some things when you really ponder this for yourself. Well, if I really do transform, you know, what happens? What are these equations I run? What are my predictions for what happens with my, you know, my spouse or my boss, you know, my colleague, my family? You know, what will they think of me? You know, when I'm this transformed person or what's going to happen to my, my life, you know, what's the potential pain that I'm already predicting is going to happen because it's kind of like our don't spill the milk tool. You know, a pitcher could rip through the ceiling right now and, or a, a meteor can rip through the ceiling right now and rip the pitcher out of my hands. You know, are you imagining meteors coming through the roof when you make a transformation? You know, is that what's holding you back? Some great things to ponder here and journal on for whatever change you're considering.